Well, glory to God. Thank God for, uh, you know, the elements that we can celebrate the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, and what, he, what that implies. You know, at the end of the day, we can say Jesus was raised or Jesus died, but that means nothing outside of what it implies and what it means to me today. When Jesus died, He died away the lawman. When He was raised, He created a brand new man. And that new man has already been created. And now we can be clothed with that man. So let us be clothed with a new man. That word clothed means let us sink into, like into a garment. Let us rest in the new man He's made available for us, which is a man that is renewed in knowledge after the image of Him. So what we do is we get knowledge of who this resurrected Jesus is and then we come and we say what happened there, He is my high priest, He is my representative, He is the Word of God, He is the truth about me. And as you start to get, walk into that truth, it will divide and distribute life to every area of your life. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. We must realize that the Word of God is the message of the Spirit. The Word of God is the Spirit of God articulated. Um, and when we take that Word and we can take that articulation or that message and have that message enter our heart, then we find that the Spirit that brought forth that Word now enters our heart and we, are then, we then have the Holy Spirit. Then we can say we are born of the truth, or we are born of the Spirit, uh, or we are born of the Word, uh, or the seed of the Word is bearing its fruit in us. So let me say that again. When I say something to you, and um, I've got a certain Spirit wherein it is said, and when I say that, that Spirit uh, forms those words and forms the ideas. And when I can take that message and I can understand the spirit wherein it was said and believe that word, believe that message, the spirit of that word accompanies that word and it enters our heart. And when it enters our heart, it distributes life to us. Now, when the, uh, I remember years ago when I was uh, into heavy into the spiritual warfare, binding the devil over town and all those kind of things, I would say, well, I get dressed in the armor of God and then I would also take up the sword of the Spirit. And then the, the taking up of the sword of the Spirit, that was now, that sword was now used to attack the devil. I would attack Satan. You know, I would say, Satan, I bind you with the Word of God. And uh, I, I don't even know what the Word of God was. I would just say, I bind you um, with the Word of God. And I would say that, you know, I remember sometimes as a young, young person just going through my room, you know, swinging the, the sword of the Spirit because that, was, that, is, that is what was what we were taught. Um, you know, and that was just what I just taught myself as well. You know, but in just, man, I've, I'm getting the sword of the Spirit and I'm attacking Satan because what you do, do with the Spirit, uh, with a sword, you attack the enemy. But if you go and read it, and, and let us go and, and read the verse... Here it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. I also want to just bring in another verse here. Um, let me just find it. 
Oh, I've moved that thing out of place. I'm sorry about that, guys. That's it. Um, here it is. Let's go to verse 12 there. It says, But the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. You can see there it talks about a sword. So take the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. And what will we do with that sword? What is that sword for? Is that sword there to attack Satan? No. Listen to what the sword does. It says, A two-edged sword, piercing even dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thought and the intents of the heart. So here we clearly see that the sword of the spirit is not the message of how we must attack Satan. It's got nothing to do with attacking Satan. It's got everything to do with what the Word of God will do in your heart. So, when we uh, look at the armor of God and we, we, we talk about the, the, the sword of the Spirit, uh, we must know, like the shield of faith, you know, which is um, shielding behind the door, Jesus Christ, which is the sacrifice which was from the beginning, um, you know, uh, from the Garden of Eden where we can shield behind being clothed with the very skin of God, with the very righteousness of God. When we hide behind that, it's got everything to do with what you believe. In the same way with the sword of the Spirit. When it talks about the sword of the Spirit, it talks about something that's directed towards your heart. It's not an attack of Satan. It, it talks about something that will cut and distribute life to your heart. Now, if we say it is the sword of the Spirit, and at the end of the day we say it is the Word of God, let us just have a look at what spirit actually is. What is a spirit? And what, who, who is the Holy Spirit? And how does this spirit actually manifest and bring forth life in us? Because if we say the, 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 the sword of the spirit is the word of God, then this word will have a spirit all around it. It will be, a, it will be set inside a certain spirit. Let me explain that spirit quickly. I have found in counseling on, on, the, on the web and even writing some posts or being in debates on, on uh, Facebook or any other social media page, uh, I found that the, it's very difficult to bring over the, um, the spirit wherein something is said because you cannot hear the tone of voice um, you cannot see facial expression or anything like that. And unless you become skilled in writing, you can easily make a lot of enemies because a wrong spirit can be, it, it can be read in a wrong way. And a person can, because in any debate, you know, people are in a, like a semi-attack mode or attack spirit. And then from that spirit, they interpret everything. So whatever you write, you know, uh, even if the spirit wherein it's written could be a, a spirit of humility and kindness, it's in, because it cannot be communicated properly, the wrong spirit can be assigned to it, and then it cannot reach the goal it's supposed to reach. So it's very important to see the facial expression of God when He talks. It's very important to see, uh, look into His eyes when He talks, it's very important to see all these things when we look at the Word of God so that we can pick up the Spirit wherein God speaks. Because if you cannot pick up the Spirit wherein God says stuff, you know, you might interpret in the wrong way. And you might take the literal words and have a wrong spirit, you know, and then that spirit will dis distribute death to you, even using the words of the Bible. 
Now, when we look at the Spirit of God, uh, we're going to have a look at, at a, a verse or two. Let's just go and, well, let's first start off with the definition of the, uh, of the word Spirit. Let us just uh, look at it here. It says, Spirit, now, <coughs> just for your interest, this is taken from four different dictionaries. So, we find that four dictionaries kind of say the same thing. A spirit is a non-physical part of a person which is the seat of emotions and character or the soul. So it is the seat of your emotions or your character or the seat of the soul dimension, which is your mind, your will and your emotions if we want to define soul according to uh, psychology. So here we find that the spirit is the seat that that in which, like like with me now, I'm, I'm seated here, I'm, I'm on a on a seat, I am at rest in the seat. So, uh, what's carrying my weight, what's keeping me in this position, is this piece of steel with a covered with some, you know, cushions and whatever, you know, to make it comfortable. That keeps me in this position. I'm at rest in on this chair. In the same way, a spirit is like it says there. And let us just read it. It says. It's the physical part of a. Uh, it's, it's sorry. It's the non-physical part of a person, which is the seat of the emotion and character. So your emotion and character is seated in this spirit. So in the same way, God's emotion and God's character is seated inside a certain spirit, and then the the sword of the spirit or the entrance that the spirit has into your life. The sharp part, that which, which can cut into you, is called the word that comes from this spirit. Okay, so we see here a spirit is also a vital principle by which the body is animated. The spirit is a vital principle by which the body is animated. If we look at the body of God, which is Jesus Christ, you know, that body was animated or brought to life by the Spirit of God or the life principles by which God lives. Uh, you know, and we're going to have a look at what those are. It is also the power by which a human being feels, uh, feels or decides, um, and influence that governs the soul. That which influences your soul into feeling what it feels, uh, th that which influences your life into uh, what it actually is, that is what the Spirit is. So, so church, as you watch this, I want you to know that what we're dealing with here is of vital importance. It, this is what will determine life to you. This is what will shape your life, what will shape your very thought, what will, what will shape the, um, the emotion in your heart. That is what it will do. We, we're talking about that. We're not talking about attacking the devil. We're not talking about, you know, quoting scripture over town. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the vital principle which will, wherein God lives, God's life principle that would animate the life of God inside Jesus put into words which is the way through those words through your understanding and your perceiving of those words the spirit that formed those words can then enter your life and then animate and bring to life the very life of God in you and give to life give life to your 
mortal body, give life to your emotions, give life to all those kind of things. And that is what he's talking about. Remember, he's talking about our spiritual war against the enemy. Um, and then he, what he's saying is, the way in which we stand against the enemy is by applying the word to our heart. Th th that is how it is. So that, so, so that our emotions can be shaped by God and not by a false word. So let us look at what this spirit is. Um, I think, yes, here, here is the verse I want to get to. We're going to go to Revelation 5 verse 6. This is a very important verse that we're going to read here. It says there, And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne um, of the four beasts, and in the midst of, of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth unto all the earth. Now church, just look me in the eye. That verse is so important. It says, in the midst of, the, in the midst of the, these four beasts, in the midst of the elders, there was a lamb as it had been slain. Okay? A lamb that has been slain, as it has been slain. And then it has these seven horns and seven eyes. And it says there, read with me, it says, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth unto all the earth. So, what are we seeing here? We are seeing that the, there are seven horns on this lamb, as if he was slain. Now, what is the lamb, and who is the lamb that was slain? The lamb that was slain is God's word. Okay? And the head, or the thought pattern, and the way we need to think of this, and the way we need to see this, is as follows. Those horns talk about, uh, there's different commentaries about it, but one, one of the commentaries would say authority, which is a very good way of looking at it. Another commentary would say it is like a trumpet or a horn, uh, where a horn was blown, you know, in the announcement of a certain... When announcement was made, they would blow the horn or the trump, and then when that was blown, it signifies a word. It signifies something said. So here we see the Lamb of God slain as the perfect word. This number seven talks about perfection, as the perfect announcement. And we also see seven eyes. So what does eyes talk about? It talks about the way you see things. The Bible says, if your eye is evil, then your whole body will be full of darkness. You know, so in the very same way, if your eye is sing single, single, then your your, your body will be full of light. So if you've got the revelation, it talks about revelation, it talks about how you perceive things. So the perfect perception and the perfect word about us is the Lamb that was slain, which is the Spirit of God. So the message that comes forth by Jesus being slain, the revelation that we can have about who we are and who Jesus is and how we are united with God and what our future is in Christ is this, this is uh, um, the spirit wherein God operates. So we can clearly see here the seven spirits of God or the spirit wherein God operates, you know, is on the head and in the face of a slain lamb. So if you want to behold the Spirit of God, look into the face of the slain lamb. 
Look into the message that comes from the slain lamb. That is the Spirit of God. So we can today walk either by the Spirit or by the flesh. And I find these days, and you know, Vessel and I were just talking, Vessel is here next to me uh, at the moment, Elena's not here, normally she's in the studio here or in my office when we do our um, webcast, our Vessel sitting here trying to fix the website and just going through all the security settings and everything. So those of you that had trouble with that, we are working at this right now. You know, so I just thank Vessel for everything he's done for this ministry. He's just blessed us so greatly. Um, him and Yannette is just such a great blessing to this ministry. So um, <clears throat> well, anyway, uh, what I want to say is when, you know, we were just talking and we were talking about tithing just before the service. And, uh, you know, we were, and I even mentioned this this morning in the morning service. If I come and I say to you, I preach tithing, and I say to you, unless you tithe, you cannot be blessed. Do you think I have received that from the seven spirits of God? Do you think I've looked, I had a look into the face of the slain lamb and had a look into his eyes? No way. No way. It's, it doesn't come from the spirit of the slain lamb. It doesn't come from the announcement that comes from the slain lamb. It's not inside the spirit wherein God operates towards us. Because the lamb spells the death of the lawman. The lamb spells the death of anything that you had to do in order to have any blessing from God. The lamb spells any, the end of anything you owe God. The lamb, the death of the old man, like in, this, like in the... Um, the communion we had, um, and the resurrection of Christ, what does it spell? It spells your perfection. It spells through one sacrifice He has forever perfected you. It spells that the kingdom of God, that Jesus Christ has got authority on heaven and in earth, and that we as humans are united with God in Christ. So when I can see that and I can have that spirit through that word enter me, my goodness, do I need to tithe to make my money holy? Am I still part of the Abrahamic tithe where I, um, where I have to pay my dues to the local king according to the Babylonian tax system? No way! I'm part of the lamb is my tithe. The lamb is that which was provided outside of the gates every third year. You know, so that those who could not work with their own hands can eat of it and have provision through because he's provided the body and the blood. Glory to God. What spirit would that be of? I mean, I think it would be of the spirit of everything but the spirit of God. It can be anti-Christ because it's anti what Christ has done. I mean, that can be a shocker and you want to put this off now. My friend, I don't want you to put this off, but if you want to put this off, I mean, I'm not going to change what I say. This is the truth. That, that way of thinking is not from the spirit or the life principle from where God reasons. The life principle from where God reasons, the only way we can understand that life principle is the Word of God. And unless we can see the eyes of God, the actions of God, like that one definition, let us just go there quickly again. Um, here it is. I'm sorry about that. Let me just find the right definition there. Here it is, yes. A spirit, the vital principle by which the body is animated. So if you want to see the vital principle by which the body of Jesus was animated, if you want to see, you need to see that animation. How do we see it? We see it in Jesus. Jesus is the Spirit of God 
you know, animated. So from there we can see what attitude God has, what foundation He reasons from, from where He thinks. He thinks from perfection, He thinks from innocence, He thinks from uh, union, He thinks from the, from the platform of um, oneness with Jesus. He thinks, doesn't think from sin consciousness, righteous consciousness, especially if you don't uh, look at the Word of God in fleshly format anymore, but in the as the resurrected Jesus. And that as the Word of God over your life. Oh my goodness. That is just an absolute, absolute change of life that takes place. Church, we cannot walk in any, in any other spirit but the Spirit of God. And the Bible says there are many spirits. But test the spirit. The spirit that says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh is not of God. What that means is the spirit or the teaching, if you want to call it that way, or the attitude or the point of departure or the wisdom that doesn't want to acknowledge that Jesus came in the flesh. And let me explain that to you. That just doesn't mean to say, well, I believe Jesus came in the flesh. And then you continue with your conclusions as if he never came in the flesh. No, when I, the, the, the teaching that says Jesus came in the flesh and having all doctrine and everything you want to conclude, you know, um, based on Jesus came in the flesh, that teaching is of the Spirit. That is the Spirit wherein God operates. So when God in the Trinity sits and the Spirit or the atmosphere that there is in the Trinity is holy, it's set apart unto what Christ has done. It's set apart unto the way God functions. How does God function? He's got the spirit of knowledge. He's got the spirit of wisdom. And I want to just break those things down in simple form. The spirit wherein God operates is, I see my son for who he is. And my son sees me for who I am. And the spirit in the Trinity is the spirit of representation as pertaining to us. We are co-seated in Christ. And God will never walk outside the spirit of truth. He sees the truth and he will walk according to that truth. And Jesus is the truth. He's got the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of, of, um, one of, one of the words there was the spirit of counsel, which means purpose. It means advice based on purpose. So the spirit wherein God dwells is the spirit of original design, the spirit of purpose. What is God's purpose with your life? God's purpose with your life is not that you work for Him, that you govern something for Him or anything like that. The purpose God has with your life is to share His quality of life with you so that someone can feel what it feels like to have the very life of God inside Him. He created a body for you to, be, to have, have a place where that spirit can, uh, or, or a thing that spirit can animate and bring to life that you can see it, feel it, uh, think the thoughts of life. That is what He planned for you. So the spirit wherein God dwells is the vital principle wherein God deals with the Son and the Son with the Father inside the Trinity. It's the spirit of love. Amen. And that spirit, the sword of that spirit, now we're going to now quickly have a look at what that word sword means. Uh, let us just find, uh, find that. Here it is, verse 12. L just listen to this quickly. This is really going to bless you. It says in verse 12, For the word of God is quick. That word quick, people, doesn't mean fast. It means alive or full of life. Quickening, it gives life. Okay? The word of God is full of life and it is powerful. 
and it is sharper and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, even dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. So, when we look at the Holy Spirit, we know the Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of life. We know the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit that will raise us up, you know, and that will quicken our mortal body. We read that in, in, in uh, Romans 8. What does the Bible says? The Spirit of God will quicken your mortal body. How will He quicken your body? Through the sword. What is this sword? The sword is sharper. Uh, or the, 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 it is the Word of God. It's sharper than any two. It's sword. It divides asunder. What does that mean? That dividing asunder doesn't mean God separates your spirit from your body. If that is what the Word of God does, He's going to kill you. The moment you hear the gospel, you're going to die and go to heaven. That is not, He doesn't want to separate your spirit from your body. He wants to unify your body and your spirit to the point that your body manifests what's in the spirit. So what He says there, and we can just go and have a look at, at, um, at what that verse means, or what that meaning, the, the, the meaning of, of the Greek words there is, dividing asunder, a separation or distribution. Now we know that God doesn't want to separate your spirit from your body, but it says it, the, the, the word of God, this sword, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word based on this spirit wherein God is, which is a slain lamb. That's a spirit where God operates towards you and he wants you to have that same spirit. And he wants you to live by that spirit. That spirit will cut into your heart what is it's your belief. And it's very sharp. And it can enter the depth of your belief. And then it will divide asunder or distribute what? The quickening force, the life that is inside it. It will distribute that to spirit, soul and body. So what is he saying? He's saying, when you hear the word, based or the word based on the spirit of the slain lamb and the revelation of the slain lamb will enter the depth of your being and it will as it enters you as that word enters your heart it will distribute life to your spirit life to the way you think you will start to think different about yourself you will not think in the, in, in in measures of money or amount of people or suc worldly success or any of those things you will think along the lines of completion and perfection and immortality in the return of Christ. You will think along the lines of you are loved and people are loved. You will start to see people not for what they do, but you will start to judge in a correct way. And you will start to say, but man, I just feel sorry for this guy because what he does is not him doing it, but it's legalism and law doing the things inside him. And, and he's just a victim of this. And you will have words of wisdom that can minister grace to people. Why? Because this, the, the sword, the message, the word of this spirit or the word of the slain lamb will distribute to your heart, divide asunder, distribute life to your heart, your soul, and your, your, your spirit and even your physical body it will distribute life to you. that's why the Bible says he will quicken our mortal body and I read that verse again um, here I'm not going to bring it onto the screen but this is it this is what it says and the word of God is quick the Bible says he will quicken your mortal body how? by the word of the spirit what is the spirit? the seven eyes and the seven horns the is the Spirit of God. That which we can see and that which we can announce 
on account of or what is on the head of the slain lamb. That is the Spirit of God. Glory to God. Now we can start to walk in the Spirit. You know, I remember I was thinking walking in the Spirit is praying in tongues all day. Oh my goodness, you can be so in the flesh praying in tongues all day. You know, because, because if you have the belief that if I pray in tongues, then I am moving God. And if I just pray in tongues and if I prophesy and if I have la hands laid on me, you're making a law out of something here. You are, you, you, you're taking the spirit things, but you're still walking according to the spirit of the world and the spirit of the law and the spirit that's anti the slain lamb. So, <laughs> I know what I say can challenge you. Um, but let the correction enter your heart because it will divide asunder. It will distribute life to spirit, soul, and body. You know what it also says there? Um, and, and let us have a look at it. It also says here, it is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. A discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. What is the word discerner means? Um, decisive, critical, that is discriminative, or a discerner. It also, we can say it critiques. Or um, in, in our brain, in psychology, talk about a, a critical factor. It is the firewall of your mind. So, and of the thought and the intent of your heart. So what the word does is, when we hear the message of the slain lamb, or the message that comes, that's portrayed, or the announcement that's inside the, the conclusion we can come to concerning the slain lamb, that message we hear there, uh, will, once it entered our heart, it will be the firewall of your heart. It will be the very thing that is, th that discerns the thought and the intent of the heart. It decides on what your thought will be. It decides what the intent of your heart will be. So you will not be at a place anymore where you say, well, I must have a pure motive. No, no. The word will be the discerner of the thought and the intent. It will be not the judge. It says there, the, 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 it, it will be the critical factor. It will be the thing that says, this is in and this is out. So when the way you protect your heart, people, is by having the Word of God in that heart. Because it is so sharp, it will distribute, it will cut to the very depth of the thought and the intent of your belief. And when we believe in our innocence, the thought and the intent where we believe with will be so pure and clean, all on account of the Word that comes from the Spirit. Glory to God. Well, people, that is the message that I have for you today. I trust that this will bless you and that this blesses you. Let me end off with this verse. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. It says, And a new spirit I will put within you. I will take the heart of stone out. I will take the spirit. I will take the, 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 the message that comes from the spirit of stone out of your heart. You know, I found that, you know, many times we, 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 we have the word of grace but we've got the belief system of the law still in our heart. And we want to apply the word of grace in a legalistic way. Listen, let the message of, your pure, of pure innocence flood your heart. Don't let freedom be in, uh, um, you know, what can I say where? Or let your freedom be in, I'm free to give or not to give. Man, let your freedom be in, I am free to say 
and think like God about myself. For the final word about my life is Jesus Christ. Glory, glory, glory. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. So as we have that enter, what, what does God do? He says, I take away the heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. Why the heart of flesh? For the word was made flesh. The whole atmosphere around giving a lamb to be slain, to take away my death that I can have life. The spirit wherein all of that takes place is called the spirit of God. The message that comes forth on account of the Spirit is called the Word of God. That Word distributes life to you and becomes the firewall in your heart. It determines the thought and intent of your heart and distributes life to you. And I've enjoyed this message. I sit here and I just, you know, I, I must say to me, this is life. This is life. And we behold, and, and, and John said, and I beheld a lamb that stood in the midst of the four living creatures, or the four beasts, and then in the midst of the elders, as if he was slain. And out of his, on his head was seven horns and seven eyes, which, which are the seven spirits of God. I've got teaching on the seven spirits of God that you can go and listen to uh, in the web archive, um, you know, where I just go into the seven spirits, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom the spirit of counsel and, and uh, you know, all those kind of things. Just go into, into the spirit of the fear of the Lord and all of that and we explain that. But all of that taken together is just in one thing, believing in the Lamb, hearing the message of the Lamb. My friend, your sins are taken away. The old life has passed away. God brought forth a brand new man. Let us be clothed with a new man. Let us hear the word of the new let us take up the armor of God. Take up the word, the message that comes from the slain lamb. Because that is the only way the spirit can cut into the depth of your being and distribute the life into you. Glory to God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the wonderful opportunity I have to minister this message of grace today. I just declare every person blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We would like to hear from you. If this message has blessed you, please just go onto our Facebook page and like it. Uh, in that way, people can, um, can hear about, about the message. It's a way in which you can be a, a web evangelist. Um, in future, we're also going to have a, just a little a, a course on web evangelism because we want to reach people with this message. This is not just a God bless us for no more. This is, this is for other people because that lamb was slain for all people. So that is the truth about your neighbors, the truth about your enemy. It's the truth about everybody, you know, that Jesus actually died for. Glory to God. So if you would be so kind to do that, I would, I would really appreciate that. Send the link to some of your friends that might need to hear this message of the sword of the Spirit. And then if you want to send a testimony, we would really appreciate that. Um, you know, we get a short testimony here and there. Well, well, let me put it this way. We get a lot of testimonies, but it's just like, thank you, Bertie, for this and that, and that's it. I, I don't want to, I just feel that those testimonies, I don't want to, some of them are very private. We can't read it here. If you would like to um, testify, please write us something or make a short voice recording, put it in the Dropbox and just send it to us, and we would like to broadcast it here and uh, just let people have as a, as a web 
families, a web congregation, we can just hear testimonies of what God is doing. If you, um, if you want to see testimonies, want to see what God has done, you can also go to our uh, page on Facebook. You know, just go to, if you're the first time here, go to uh, dynamicministries.com. If you are in, entering in with, um, what's that program, that vessel? It's not Firefox, the other one, Outlook, no? What is it? Um, dive, web browser, but... but yeah. Chrome. If you enter with Google Chrome and it brings up a, a warning, you know, that our website is not secure or whatever, the website is super over secure. Um, there, is, there, there is something that we, we're busy sorting this out, but know this, the website's secure. You can run any test on our website, you'll find it is absolutely secure. Just click continue and go into the site or use another browser and you can enter into the site if you don't want that warning to come up. Uh, use Firefox or something like that. Um, and, and go to dynamicministry.com, web fellowship, and there you will see all our pages and everything we have. All the buttons are there. Thank you so much, guys. Um, is it sorted out, you say, Vessel? So that, is that now sorted out? Okay, Vessel said it's sorted out. So if you've got, uh, if you've got uh, Google Chrome, it will work. Glory to God. Amen. Last night we just prayed as, a web, as web pastors. Even Android. Even Android. Android is also sorted out just now. So glory to God. Last night we prayed, we said, Lord, will you be our IT guy? And now we manifest right here in Vessel. So, uh, awesome. <laughs> Glory to God. Guys, God bless you and thank you that you've joined the service.